I love competing and like just make it like testing and just you know what you're like the last time you competed or the last time you did this sort of training block or whatever and I just like building on like trying to get better so there's that I also like I know growing up like what my parents and my sister sort of like put into me to try help me build like something like that so I'm like just for me I'm doing it for them and also like when I compete at different places they come and see me so like I don't get to see like mum dad Mr. Becky much so they always travel over to like the games or come to Madrid a few times and it's just like the motivation to train to like get them to watch me compete is like motivation in itself. Hello and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. In this episode of the podcast, I sit down with reigning third fittest woman on earth, Jamie Simmons. She stood on the 2019 CrossFit Games podium with her maiden name, Jamie Green, but she's been busy since then, including getting married to fellow Games athlete, Elliot Simmons, and spending some time in her home country of New Zealand earlier this year. Jamie has a background as a gymnast and rugby player, and she made a huge splash in the CrossFit scene when, as a relatively unknown athlete, she won the 2016 CrossFit Games Open. Since then, she's gone on to compete at the CrossFit Games four times and stood atop the podium twice, first as a member of Team CrossFit Yaz in 2016, and most recently as an individual at the 2019 CrossFit Games taking third place. Jamie is a native of New Zealand, but since 2014, she's lived in Abu Dhabi, where she coaches and trains at CrossFit Yas. We recently caught up to chat about her experience at the 2019 CrossFit Games, what her 2020 training season has looked like so far, and how she stays motivated and committed to her training in the face of challenges. Before we dive into the episode, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. We recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. So with that, let's get started with the episode. Well, welcome to Pursuing Health. I am very excited to be here with Jamie Simmons, who formerly was Jamie Green and has recently been married. So congratulations and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And we just talked about how, you know, we are on two different sides of the world. You are over in um, Abu Dhabi in the UAE. I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, But we're both experiencing the coronavirus shutdowns. Um, so tell us a little bit about how this has been for you over in Abu Dhabi. Um, well, we were a bit behind the ball game um, at the start. So I think like a lot of people were going into lockdown or things were closing around the rest of the world. And then we were sort of just going on as usual here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden it sort of just hit and hit Dubai first and um, everything just shut schools. Um, yeah, they closed everything pretty quickly. And same here in Abu Dhabi now we haven't got the full lockdown so you can sort of still go out and about a little bit but there's nothing open and it's getting it's summer and was well, coming up to summer okay so no one wants to leave the house anyway so I think <laughs> it was like 
40 or 42 degrees last week or something. Oh, God. So we're out because we've got an outdoor gym. So, like, training out there, you've got to be very wise of when you plan on going out. But, yeah, everything's pretty low-key. The gyms are closed. So everyone's just sort of training at home as the rest of the world. Yeah, as we all are. Um, yeah. And you mentioned you're doing some – so you're a coach at CrossFit yeah. Yes there. And so yeah. you guys are doing some, um, like, online classes for your members? Yeah, so we do go into the gym for like an hour a day in the evenings. Okay. Um, we actually have a pass for that because we're doing some work for. We actually work at the um, at CCAD in Abu Dhabi Cleveland Clinic. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So CrossFit Yes runs the well, Vogue Fitness runs the gym there. So um, wow, they we need, need to make that happen in Cleveland. We've been trying to get yeah. CrossFit into our gym for. Ever since I've been here. <laughs> yeah, they've got such a good setup. So good. Like sometimes we'll just go down there and like when we're training for regionals, they're the ones with all the runners. So we're like, yeah, we'll go down to Cleveland That's Clinic awesome. and uh, use the runners. But yeah, so they're doing a bit of work for them mm -hmm. and they got something from the government to say that we can sort of like travel. It's like five minute drive, travel to the gym, do the hour like live workouts, only three of us, okay. and then um, come back and just do that each day. So then people have like, it's kind of like going to a class. So yeah. One of those coaches, the other two do the workout, and then that sort of keeps people going day to day. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. It's good. we got to keep the community together one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Keep people accountable. Very true. <laughs> yeah. So I know you've been living in Abu Dhabi for a while, I think like five or six years now, but you originally are from New Zealand. So can you talk a little bit about what it was like growing up in New Zealand and the things that you like to do growing up. Yeah. So obviously home is very far away from here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very different to here. So like I couldn't get over um, just the difference with like schooling and stuff, how sort of um, sports and that is sort of brushed to the side a bit more um, over here compared to in New Zealand. You literally mm. don't have much else to do. Like oh, you everybody might play sports. Yeah. Like, you might spend the weekends, maybe every so often you might go to the mall, but everyone's, no matter, no matter what, playing some sort of sport. So growing up, I pretty much did like outdoor sports in the summer. And that can be like with your family or, you know, school or whatever. And then, yeah, winter was filled with sports and like skiing, snowboarding, things like that as well. So it was, yeah, very, very fortunate to grow up being busy. But it was nice as well. We got married in New Zealand, so like dragging mm -hmm everyone from here to mm -hmm. New Zealand and making them try all that sort of stuff was really cool. I bet they loved it. That would be an amazing trip. Yeah, it was really, yeah, very active and, yeah, just different to here, which was mm -hmm. nice. Very cool. And I know you did gymnastics for a few years too growing up, correct? Yes, yeah, a long, uh, 10 years, a long stint of that. Wow, very yeah. cool. Do you, yeah. um, like, how long did you do gymnastics for? What age did you end up quitting? Um, so about from when I was about five to when I was about 15. Okay. And then, because you did gymnastics as well, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I was kind of similar. Like I ended up doing it for a couple more years in high school, but it was more of a fun thing than a serious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, like obviously it helps with CrossFit and everything, but then right. you get like, I snap my Achilles as well. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> as well. And I feel like it's a very uh, common injury amongst the gymnasts. Yeah. So, Whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> no, gosh. Thing, and you started, so, so you did gymnastics, played a lot of sports, and then um, you ended up doing rugby for quite a while, correct? Yeah, so I was doing that the whole time, or 
Okay. I started when I was about eight and then I stopped for a while when I was doing gymnastics, maybe like a couple of years when I was mm-hmm. a teenager. But then I carried back on. I did probably rugby um, when I was like eight till I was like 21. That's awesome. That was, that was a long stint. I don't know how I lasted that long, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's pretty. I get more broken. <laughs> That's pretty tough on your body. So yeah. So you um, then how did you end up finding CrossFit? Yeah. So I was obviously I was still playing rugby, but in New Zealand, um, the rugby culture is like you're playing a lot of sport, but you're also doing a lot of stuff on the side, like drinking every weekend. (laughs) Didn't even end up every weekend. It was like through the week. So a lot of like that life going on, and my mum was kind of like, "Okay, Jamie, you need to get back into line a bit," and she actually bought me. like it was like a six-week uh, CrossFit Women's Pass. Okay. Um, from in the summer or something. And I was like, I'm not doing that now. Can't bother with that. And then I was like, <laughs> I'm fine, I'll try it. And I did, it. I did end up doing the, the ladies' program. I just went into the normal classes. They were like, you can just do the normal ones if you want. Yeah. And, yeah, and then from there I was like, oh, actually, this is quite fun. And it like kept me it. away from drinking so much. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and then from there I just sort of like, kind of yeah, just picked it up and, then snap my Achilles and then carried on again. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks, Mom, for introducing you. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. She still likes to claim it. So how did you – I want to talk about the Achilles because obviously we both went through that, but how did you do it and what was your recovery like? Um, so I'd only been doing CrossFit for maybe like four months. So okay. It was really was new. Yeah, it was a bit rough at the start. And I was doing the hero workout with him. Okay, yeah. So it was box jumps yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah, it was like literally like the last round. So last round and it just went. Mm-hmm. But I went into the, um, I remember I went into the ER and they were kind of like, because I sort of like hobbled in with my friend and he, he was like, I think she's done a Achilles. And he was like, no, no, you haven't. You'd be in more pain. I was like, how would you know? <laughs> but yeah, And then from there, I was so cut up though, because I was at PE school and stuff as well. So we had like a lot of uh, practical stuff. So that sort of pushed me back half a year as well. Um, but yeah, I was like, that's what I said to mum. I was like, this is kind of like when I snapped my Achilles, I just stayed at home for like six weeks straight. Yeah. It was like another quarantine. But um, otherwise it was, yeah, just doing like uni work from home and doing pull-ups on the, on the staircase. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad it didn't scare you away from CrossFit or box jumps and that you decided to come back. Yeah. <laughs> it maybe took me a while to do box jumps again. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was fun to come back from. And how, do you notice, like, people ask me all the time, oh, do you, how's your Achilles? And it's, like, five years later. But do yeah. you notice, um, it, does it bother you at all? Or do you, like, how do you, if you have a workout with a lot of box jumps, like, do you think about that? Yeah. Or go with it? I'm not, like, the biggest fan of box jumps. I don't mind, like, box jump overs because that's not how I did it. Yeah. It was, like, jumping backwards, so I hate jumping backwards. But if okay. I have to do it, it's fine. But I don't have any trouble with it now except for, like, my scars really bad, but that's probably my own fault. <laughs> every time I run I just get blisters all up it but, oh gosh yeah you know I should have sort of worked that out a bit better but um but no I don't like if anything sometimes I get the other Achilles get sore so mm-hmm. maybe this one's stronger now I know that's what I'm worried about is the other one mostly like that one feels so strong it's like bulletproof yeah. you know, but the other one you never know. <laughs> that's good so then, you know, you got back into CrossFit. At what point did you decide that you wanted to make it um, a competitive thing or you wanted to try competing? And then eventually, you know, what prompted your move to Abu Dhabi? Um, well, I did the Open after I did my Achilles. So that was literally okay. like, I think like seven months or eight months wow. after. 
Yeah, and the first worker happened to be their double unders and snatches. Uh, of course. I couldn't double under anyway. So <laughs> it was like the first open I'd done and that workout went really bad, but the rest went fine and I somehow qualified for the Australian regionals. Wow. And then competed there, didn't do very well. Um, well, a few workouts went fine, but <laughs> I was kind of like I had no idea what I'm doing. It was all new still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I... um came back and I actually went to move over to America for three months and just okay. worked on a summer camp. So I like had never planned to do anything with CrossFit. I was just like, I'm just doing it yeah. fun. Yeah. And then um, went over, like my sister lived there. She was running in Florida mm-hmm. to stay with her for like a month or so and then moved to Abu Dhabi just as a personal trainer. Like I'd go okay. to people's houses and train them. And then CrossFit Yes was like just around the corner. So I started training there and then they needed a coach. So I changed from PT to coaching. Wow. And the rest is history. So it sort of just, yeah, it sort of just all worked out really because mm-hmm. um, I was meant to go, I think, like come here six months earlier, but I didn't because of regionals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and your background, you said you were studying physical training or what was your background studying in, in college? Um, so I did exercise management and so... I don't know what it was called. Now. <laughs> With the official title. <laughs> yeah, I was at PE school okay. in, uh, at Tiger Uni, and um, I did ex- oh, exercise prescription and management. Got it. It's okay. What I, made, what I majored in, and did, I did a bit of marketing on the side as well. So okay. it was like pretty general. It was like I just wanted to go to PE school. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, that was um, a fun four years, pretty much. Very good. And then, you know, how it's sort of, I mean, it sounds sort of random to end up doing personal training in Abu Dhabi. How did that even come about? Or how did you learn of yeah. that opportunity? So it was literally like, um, well, once I started getting into CrossFit, I think my sister was home from okay. America like a couple of weeks and she, I was working at a gym and she mm-hmm. went to CrossFit and ran into um, a girl that ran the home PT here who I used to do gymnastics with. Okay. And she was like, oh, what's Jamie doing? Because, oh, she's at work yeah. at the gym. Yeah. And um, uh, she's like, oh, well, does she want to come do personal training in Abu Dhabi? And then Becky passed that on to me. Uh-huh. And I rang her. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I could probably come and maybe like September. <laughs> and then came, yeah. It was like, true. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of like just floating around um, Dunedin in New Zealand, mm-hmm. not too much. Like I was just working at a gym. I'd work at a bar sometimes, do CrossFit. Like I was like, I need to do something. So yeah. that was sort of like the first thing that came up. And then, yeah, still here. That's awesome. So what is it like, um, you know, you're coaching at CrossFit, yes, you've obviously met, you know, you met your husband, you met a lot of great people there, but what is, what has the environment been like um, for you? Well, it's changed so much, like, over the six years here. Okay. So when Yes first opened, we literally had, like, open gym and box one. So, like, your normal gym, mm-hmm. maybe, like, 200 members. Okay. And now we're probably up, now they have... We've got like seven or eight facilities. Wow. Um, we've got like ladies only, which is at Yes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Yes alone might have like 800, 900 members, but you can go to anyone's. Like if you're a member at one, you can go to any. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just so cool to see how much, like when we first came, we were all expats. So it was like all the expats would okay. just come to the gym, you know, they know mm-hmm. CrossFit. And then we started getting locals in and then local ladies and that's when we had to open the ladies' gym. Okay. And just seeing, like, people come in 
that have never worked out or done any exercise before mm-hmm. and then seeing them sort of like grow into it and evolve and like love it. I like love it more than anyone else. That's so amazing. that's very cool. And especially like coming from New Zealand where everyone's always active doing something, mm-hmm. um, it was crazy for me to think like you're coming into the gym at 30 years old and you've never like done anything. You never run to the car or whatever. Yeah. So that blew my mind and then just seeing them like develop has been mm-hmm. so cool and like yeah and members that yes it's, yeah they're a good bunch that's awesome so you obviously came a long way from your first open not being able to do double unders and just coming back from your achilles and then you actually won the open in 2016 and ended up going to the games with yaz as a team yeah. but what happened in between those couple of years that um you think allowed you to be so successful so quickly um i think just like being exposed to it. So when I like when I did qualify out that first um, open, I'd literally been doing it for maybe like eight months and half the movements I couldn't do. I only got away with it because of the gymnastics. Okay. Like, <laughs> Thank goodness for gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. Like finally that came up. But I think at regionals I snatched like 115 pounds. For, like, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> had a pretty low like base to start right, with. Right. Um, especially in the strength part. So mm-hmm. once I got to yes, I um, well, I never had anyone program for me before that. I used to just do classes. Mm-hmm. So I got I joined in on the boys programming, who okay. I'm still with Andy now. So when I first came in, they were with Andy, my coach, okay. from the UK. And I just jumped in on whatever they were doing. So all of a sudden I'm like following a structure. So that mm-hmm. helped a lot. Sure. Um, and then I always wanted to beat the boys. So <laughs> that helps. Like, <laughs> every day. And then, yeah, and now I'm still with Andy and it's sort of like I always just focus on um, strength and then when it comes to the open, that's when you sort of like nail the fitness part. Because mm-hmm. I feel if you're doing like that intense fitness all year round, you get to the open, you're like, I can't bother doing it now. So right. just leave it for that period. I think also that year it was just like we've been training as a team and when you're in a team, you're sort of like you are competitive with each other so you push within sessions mm-hmm. and it was just like, well, let's go for it then. <laughs> Environment. So what was your reaction? Like when you found out, oh my gosh, I won the Open this year. Like, what did you think about that? I don't know. It was kind of funny because like I never won a workout. I think mm-hmm. I got like second in a couple of them. And then one mm-hmm. of them, I got a penalty for mm-hmm. not squatting low enough or something. <laughs> so I was like a bit gutted on that. Like when I got pulled out to the movement, because I was like, well, what about all the other workouts as well? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I was just sort of like, I'd already planned to go team and I was like, well, maybe it just worked in my, like I do do well in workouts. Sometimes mm-hmm. when there's like a big strength element, I might struggle a bit more. I know I definitely wasn't ready for like individual when I mm-hmm. see the girls at regionals and the games and that, but I don't know. I was like, yeah, I was excited, but I didn't really know what it you know meant so much. I was like, hey, that's cool, but it's not regionals or the games. So got <laughs> it. Yeah. So you didn't think too much of it. And you were already committed to going with your team. So yeah. what, what do you think? And you said you didn't think you were ready for individual at that point. But what do you think were the key parts of having that team experience that then allowed you to be ready for individual? It was so good seeing the games like from the team's perspective. Because then you, okay. you see what's going on. You're like not new to it when you do go as individual. Um, but you also see when you're in the team environment, you see what the individuals are doing. You're like, oh, that looks so cool. I want to do that. And it sort yeah. of gave me a bit more motivation for the next year. I also know, like, 
I didn't have like the volume. I wasn't at the volume that you need for the games and stuff like that. Like I was for team because mm-hmm. you know you have your like bursts and sprints here and there, but mm-hmm. the individual I just wasn't quite at that level yet, and like I wasn't quite I don't know committed enough at that okay. point. Okay. So um, because you know what it's like, you need that. Yeah, that and. And I think it's so true just being there and just seeing, kind of getting familiar with the environment and seeing how things flow and like what to expect about, you know, mm-hmm. how the how the workout briefs are going to go and the workouts. And there's a lot to be said for how much that experience can prepare you for the next year. Yeah. It's crazy because like people, they'll see obviously like all the movies that are made and they're like, oh my gosh, I so want to go do that. It'll be just like that. Yeah. It's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie I'm like, was I even there? I don't remember that part. <laughs> right. It looks so much different in person. Yeah. Very good at hyping it up. <laughs> but yeah, definitely being there with like, and then it's also not as like intimidating when you're with five other people as well. It's so, so true. And like you get to see it all. And then the next year, obviously it was still intimidating the next year, but um, just sort of brought it down a level. Absolutely. So then um, did you know right away after that first year, like, okay, no, I'm ready. I, I got the bug. I want to go individual. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was like, I want to test myself, like testing myself on a team because obviously that's got its own um, mm-hmm. tests around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, I definitely want to commit. And it's also like we did two years. We got disqualified the first year after regionals. Oh. Um, so we did like two years of team basically. Okay. Um, and hard keeping six people motivated for two years in a row. Right. And like together, yeah. That it's was a- pretty fun one. Yeah, it's a lot of people to coordinate and to get everyone on the same page for sure. Yeah. So after that, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to just knuckle down and just focus on myself. And that that part was easier to be fair. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just a sort of a whole different ball game. Yeah. So what did you do differently then when you switched to focusing on the individual competition? How was your training different or your approach? Um, I did obviously build the volume up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Again, I was still working on strength stuff. Um, I dart, like focused a lot more on nutrition and sort of okay. things like that. I think even that first year I was like, like I cut out, I didn't drink for like eight months or something mm-hmm. and then like everything was just a lot more dialed in mm-hmm. um, and that, that like just every little bit made such a big difference to competing and, and I like went to the games and knew that I had committed that much. That sort of helped me push through as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's so interesting when you have that goal in mind, like the the sacrifices and the discipline that you're able to make. Um, it's sort of, it makes it easier just because you know, like you've made this decision, you're going to go for it. You might, you want to put everything you have into it. Yeah, exactly. And there's no way like, yeah, you wouldn't just like, you wouldn't slip up because you know what you're doing it for. Right. Right. Yeah. So then, I mean, you had amazing, um, you know, performances at the games as an individual, even your first year, you were eighth and then Next year, 11, and then this past year, made it onto the podium, which was amazing. Yeah. I was watching the last couple workouts and rooting for you so hard because I wanted oh. you to be on the podium. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I needed it. I needed it by the end. <laughs> yeah, it was so intense. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I don't know. I, I Now becoming a spectator, um, I appreciate how it is difficult to be a spectator, too, because you just get so nervous for everyone and you're just yeah. sitting there watching. I mean, you just don't have that control watching, do you? Exactly. But doing um, it, it's just like in it. Yeah. So what do you think, like over these years, obviously, you know, this past year was your best finish, but what are some of the things that you've learned and that you've changed about your training and approach that you think have allowed you to continue to develop as an athlete? Um, well, I think, well, 2017 was a good year. That was like sort of just like I started to realize 
area I needed to work on and that was just like having that intensity throughout the whole weekend like some workouts I'd just be like I'd be really there and then some workouts I'd be like yeah so um it was um that year I learned that and then after 2017 I actually dislocated my shoulder and had to get shoulder surgery oh gosh but then that was maybe like November 2017 so I just made it back for the Open in 2018. Wow, so yeah, that's a quick turnaround. It was like the Achilles again. But um, I think in 2018, I think that's where I probably learned the most because I like I just didn't have much confidence. Like my shoulder was fine, but mm-hmm. it was just like I got there and I'd worry about stupid things like mm-hmm. about that, but I, my body was fine. It was all in my head. So I think that year helped a lot, just sort of like sort of like you just need to sort your brain out more than anything else. Yeah. And then when it came to this year, I sort of like got to the point, I think also in 2018, I was a bit like burnt out, maybe just like trying to come like the recovery and come mm-hmm. back from that. I got to the games on a bit over it. Um, but yeah, this year it was sort of like, I knew what I needed to work on and like, so the, and since it was a bit more unknown, it was more exciting. And I think mm-hmm. that's what helped me a lot. Like I was like, I really like that we don't know what's happening. Um, and that sort of kept me motivated throughout it. And, and yeah, just from there, I guess each year you try to build on what went wrong the year before. So mm-hmm. I think 2018 helped 2019 a lot. Definitely. And I think there is something, I, I was always the same way where I liked the events that were unknown because like you said, it gives you less time to get in your head and like think about yeah. it. You just kind of rely on your training and your, you know, your body's ability to do what it knows how to do. And I think sometimes that is better. <laughs> At least for me, it was better. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like if you've like done a few sports, then that's that works out a lot better. For sure. What it's are some of the other things that you've done to to work on your mental game? Like you said, I mean, for me, that was always a huge thing, and I think something I learned year after year was just having confidence and like learning how to not get in my head so much. But what are some of the things that you think have helped you? Um, well, I've started like a lot more routine sort of stuff. So like. Okay. I've always just been like, yeah, I'll just turn up to the gym. I'll just do this. I'll do that. Um, I don't really have much routine and like have to wake up, eat yeah. breakfast, whatever. But I just sort of started focusing on having routine with like training warm-ups, with like routine with your lifting, sort of just routine like day-to-day so you actually get stuff done. Like I yeah. can to muck around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having that routine is to put like a lot more structure in it. And then when you get to the competition, you're sort of thinking, I've – like I put this into place I know what I'm doing and like with competition sort of like simulation weekends and stuff like that I find that helps me a lot more because then when you get there you you know you've done it before and you've got that to like sit back on so I think just like having a lot more structures helped Mm -hmm. and also just like um confidence and like getting stronger like I know I'm stronger than I was then so just back yourself but yeah you still get to like points when you're tired and like you're at the start line and you're thinking, oh, shit, I can't do this. But right. you, yeah, and it's just trying to like block out those times. Um, there might have been a few of those last year. Um, <laughs> but hopefully this year we bring that even down less. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that the routine is so helpful. Like you said, it just it just lets you rely on like that muscle memory instead of having to think about it or overthink it. And even I would go back to like in gymnastics, I don't know if you did this, but in gymnastics, we were so based on routines. I mean, you do a million routines and then you do mock meets and you do visualizations and all sorts of things. And you can apply that, you know, same thing that goes with CrossFit. Yeah. And that only clicked to me like within the last year, I was like, 
I would never do like a vault without doing like something stupid before it. Right. But it's just what you did. And like as a kid, <laughs> you never realize like why you did that, but you just did it. Yeah. So now like if you put that into your training, like with like snatch or whatever, it's the same thing. Your brain just takes it. So true. Yeah. Took me a while to get that. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. um, so obviously last year we saw a lot of big changes to the whole competition season, the qualifying process. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about the games being a little, you know, with more cuts and more unexpected sort of last minute things. Um, so now that we've gotten through that first season where things were very different, how are you approaching this 2020 season? Although now I know there's a lot up in the air yeah. with coronavirus, but how, how did you approach and kind of create your plan for this season? Um, well, the plan was this year, like I, I did DFC, obviously, because it's so close to us. Mm -hmm. um, plan was just DFC and Rogue and, um, and then the game. So it was mm -hmm. less competing. I wanted to do, I'm like, I always get like, to the end of the season, I'm like, oh, Elliot, next year we should do this, yeah. this comp, this comp. I want to go there, I want to go here, there. And he's like, you don't need to compete that much. I'm like, but I want to go to these places. It would be fun, so, yeah. Like, yeah, I always want to compete, but I know that for me, the competing part's not so much my weakness. I need to, like, get stronger and do, like, build myself up to comps. So right. um, the focus this year was just those two big comps mm -hmm. um, and then the games. But um, obviously, I think Rogue's online now, so yeah. that'd be interesting. Still got to do DFC, which I'm really pleased about. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it was just do that. But now, we have no clue. So luckily, <laughs> I didn't plan up for all these comps. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess that's, a, that's the silver lining. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you also got married earlier this year, so... You know, yeah. by structuring your competitions, it allowed you, and I think you took a, a decent amount of time off to travel and, you know, go home and be with family. So, I mean, what was that like? Yeah, that was awesome. Like, now we look back and I'm like, because at the time, obviously, we didn't, like, if we went to the gym, like, there was quite a few um, CrossFit gyms in the areas we were. And, like, yeah. I know a few people from around there, obviously, because it's home. Mm -hmm. um, so, it'd be nice if we, like, we're just jumping on classes. But yeah. most of the time, we'd do, like, biking outdoors, hikes, things like that. But we literally, yeah, it was just, like, eat, drink, be merry, basically, for a month. And maybe <laughs> even, like, I think we did two weeks here and then four weeks in New Zealand and then finally got back into it. We got back uh -huh. to, like, six weeks of sort yeah. of mucking around. But now, and, like, at the time, we're like, maybe we should have done a bit more. But now I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad we did because we can't do anything now. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's we a good definitely point. took a lot, of, um, a lot of time off then, but it was, yeah, it was nice. And, like, just mentally that helped me so much that when I came back it was just, like, straight back into it. Mm -hmm. And now it doesn't bother me that we're sort of, like, stuck at home. I'm like, it's just we've got ages, like, heaps of time to train. Like, yeah. I've had my time off <laughs> and now it's time to knuckle down. Good. So, yeah, that was, that was such a good break. And really cool that you could do that because, you know, in a normal season, you know, before we switched and it was the open and regionals and the games, you wouldn't really be able to take that much time off unless it was in the fall, you know, like right after the games. And then you still have sort of the open looming ahead. But now, you know, you have your qualification already out of the way. You can take this time off, enjoy yourself, kind of be refreshed and then go into your training, you know, leading up to the games, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's so good how it's changed like that now. And you just sort of like, yeah, that's why when, when we got married, we we're like, this is perfect because yeah. you've got like, you can pick your own timetable. And we were thinking, because I think we got back on like the 28th or 29th of January or something, we're like, we'd literally be starting the open in like two weeks. <laughs> that would not be good if it was like every other year. 
So, um, yeah, it's so good that that moved and that, yeah, you should sort of structure your own year. Because then as, as yeah. well, people have stuff going on in their life or, like, want to go other places. So it's nice yeah. that they can work their comps and, like, ups and downs around that. That's really cool. What was it like getting back? I mean, I know for, for everyone it's important to take time off and do things that are fun and kind of, like, relax and do other stuff. But um, what was it like, you know, your first week back to serious training? I was like broken. I was so. <laughs> cool. I think even like I did. We did like a leagues for days workout, like just mm-hmm. before we left New Zealand. Like okay. at one of, um, I think we were like at one of the farmhouses or whatever. And we're like, oh yeah, we'll give it a go. It's like just <laughs> lunges, air squats, and stuff. I literally could walk for like four days. Oh like, gosh, hey, I need to ease into this. So like my body was not ready, but we got back and like there's just something about a life like our life here in Abu Dhabi, it's just what mm-hmm. we do here. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, th- I think that's why I find being an athlete here is a lot easier because you don't have that same distractions. Like, if mm-hmm. I was in, at home in New Zealand, I just want to go out with my friends, when we go to the rugby match, like, sort of that other sort of stuff. Whereas here, it's like you just train and if you're focused, yeah, go to the beach, you know. Yeah. So it's, um, we came back. Mine was in it. Body wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that just took a couple of weeks, though. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your husband, Elliot. How did you guys meet? Uh, well, he was one of the first coaches at Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he, um, I used to, when I, when I first came to Yes, I used to just sneak into the gym. Because uh-huh. I don't know, Fraser, one of the guys <laughs> who, um, he was on reception and he now works at Wit, who is at, okay. um, I mean, Elliot's sponsor. Um, so I used to just literally walk in and say hi to him and he would just never hit me up about paying. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll just go into open gym until he asked. Um, and then I think it was like Elliot or Ant that made him ask me to pay. So I did after that. Um, but yeah, he was one of the coaches and we actually did DFC. It was actually okay. like, I think two weeks. I just got there two weeks later. We went and did the Dubai comp and, um, he was competing and so with Ant, but we ended up that we got stuck up there because DFC used to not finish till like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. And we were like, we we're meant to come back to Abu Dhabi, but we couldn't. So mm-hmm. we just ended up sharing a hotel room and then from there, the rest was history. Wow. That's DFC awesome. 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you that's run out so of time. Cool. Yeah. So, so cool. it, yeah, it was, it was cool um, meeting both Al and Ant because like we still live with Anthony and Sabine and stuff here. And yeah, it's been fun six years that's great so what is it like um you said I mean your life there has a lot of structure and is he still a coach at yes now yeah um and it's really focused around training but what is it like to now you know be doing that with your husband every day it's good it's like I don't know any different really to Mm -hmm. be like ever since I've started training properly it's always been with Elliot we don't follow like the same program or anything so we train at the same time Mm -hmm. like most of the time um not always, like sometimes he's in the gym, sometimes he's not. Um, but we're doing programming. But then every so often we'll j- jump in on sessions together. But it gets okay. quite competitive. So I think that's why we don't do it all the time. I can but imagine. Yeah, it's like it's very easy to stay motivated because, you know, you don't have that, like, guilt. Like, we're in the gym all day on a Friday, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, silly in Brewerhouse. Okay. Um, is, yes, yeah, so you're in all day at the gym on the Friday, but you don't feel guilty because I'm like, who else would I be hanging yeah. out with these So um, <laughs> there is that good side. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't know it any other way, I guess. But 
it seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. he think of, was that his first time to New Zealand or what did he think of it when you guys went? It was his third time. So okay. when he, yeah, he, so he obviously liked it enough to get married there. <laughs> All his family came over from the UK. Um, but yeah, he loves it there. I've already, um, put dibs on that we go back there. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Very um, fast. So, but yeah, he <laughs> Um, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, how, you know, being in Abu Dhabi, you're very focused on training and it's a good place for you to kind of keep that routine and that daily focus. But obviously for everyone, and as you mentioned, for everyone, motivation kind of comes and goes and there's certain days that are going to be harder than others. Um, what are some of the things that help you to stay motivated when you're having those doubts or like those voices creep in of like, oh, maybe I should just go home today or take a day off? Elliot, <laughs> I'm literally like at the gym, I'm going home. He goes, you don't have a car here, so you can't. <laughs> Fine. <Darn it>. <laughs> no, like, he does help a lot with that. So obviously, like, it's not often that we both have the same demotivated day. So that's quite a good thing. So like, it might be a bad day for me. So he'll be like, you know, back up your ideas, you're fine. And then vice versa, sometimes it's like his bad day. I'm like, you'll be fine. Like, just get, yeah. get that going. That does help a lot because it's like nowhere else you, you'd rather, like, should be. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, you do have those days. And, like, again, that's, like, another mental try, like, what, test your mental fitness and just get on with it, basically. Yeah. It's like sometimes it can feel horrendous. But then once it's done, like, you're always pleased that you push through mm -hmm. it. And, that, and like everyone says the other day, is they actually make the difference. Like when you go into the gym and you're loving it, mm -hmm. you're going to be like that all the time. So I think just trying to think of that. Also, like it's also like taking into note, like maybe you are just a bit burnt out or a bit run down and don't, maybe you just need to take a rest day. So mm -hmm. sometimes even just getting away from the gym, like I love going to the beach here, mm. just sitting on the beach for like the whole day. Um, and like even that can help. Um, and then from there you should be okay, hopefully. <laughs> that's great I love too on your Instagram you do these feel better Friday tips I love yeah. those those are so cool and like I don't know diff different ones like recently you said try deleting your social media for a couple days or like try going barefoot for a day like so many fun things that you can do how did you decide to do that or where do you come up with those um, I don't know. I think I just, I was like, I just want something different. You know, people always like scrolling through Instagram, just something different. And like, it's like people just overcomplicate things all the time. Like, it's just so basic. Like when you're a kid and you just go to the yes. beach and just hang out without anything with you. Um, and just, yeah, I think if people just simplify things a lot more, Mm -hmm. things get a lot better in other areas of your life and it's sort of like I didn't really realize it as much until I went home to New Zealand and um even just sort of like hanging out at my house like we live like around the harbor okay. you just like you don't even look at your phone you just sort of you can wear what you want people don't judge you just yeah. do as you please and it, that sort of like reminded me and I was like oh, I need to do that every so often it's just a very different like um bubble New Zealand mm -hmm. to Abu Dhabi <laughs> yeah so like it was nice just like being brought back down to earth and just being like yeah just chill out yeah and I like and like, I like it when I come across things like that on Instagram like Mike oh yeah and like it just sort of like gets mm -hmm. your brain thinking even if it's just like going through like the search feed and you see something from someone or like a quote and you're like oh okay I don't need my phone yeah so something small what are some of the things so now you've been at Yaz for 
you said six years since you've been there? Yeah, coming up six, yeah. So, and I saw you make a post recently too, just about how much you've grown over that time as a person. So what are some of the ways that you've grown both as a person or as an athlete or as a coach during that time? Um, well, yeah, one or three, I feel like I have, I hope I have. Yeah. Um, obviously coaching, like I didn't coach at all before I came over here. So coaching has been like a big thing because obviously we get such a range of people. You've got mm-hmm. you know, brand new, got people who come um, from other sporting backgrounds, but then also like different cultures, sort of teaching things in different ways. And like at the start, there was also that language barrier where like you're coaching oh, yeah. someone who speaks no English. So it's kind of like just you know, totally, yeah. <laughs> just sort of building on that and then just sort of learning how to understand like different cultures because obviously it's just a big mixing pot here in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got people in the UK, a lot of Australians, New Zealanders, and you've also got all the locals um, and people from nearby like Sri Lanka, Philippines, all that. And mm-hmm. it's just sort of like reading people differently and everyone comes from different backgrounds. And I think just learning how to like sort of listen to people more to see where they've come from mm-hmm. and like everyone, everyone's so different. So I think that's been a big thing here because especially in New Zealand, you don't get exposed to that at all. Mm-hmm. Like I go home as well now and I'm like, oh, I forget. And like I do and I miss what Kiwis are like as well. Yeah. And, um, but you just don't get that diversity compared to here. Yeah. So I think that's been a big part of it, um, just meeting new people. And then, yeah, athlete-wise, I feel like just all the travel, like getting to go to all the – I always sort of like if I'd stayed in New Zealand, I'd be stuck in that Australian New Zealand bubble, mm-hmm. which is great as well. Mm-hmm. But like we get to go to Europe, we get to go to America, and a lot of the UK athletes now. So mm-hmm. it's just sort of like meeting people that way and learning new things mm-hmm. and training. That's awesome. Seeing a lot more of the world and getting exposed to a lot of different cultures and people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a good bunch. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Motive. I don't know if you have, and not that you have to, have a long-term plan of, you know, competing in the future, or you said maybe eventually moving back to New Zealand, but what, you know, what drives you? Obviously, you've been doing this for several years now, and it's not easy. It's hard every single day. Um, so what drives you and motivates you to want to keep doing it, you know, year after year? And what do you think will be your indicator for when it's time to move on to something else? Yeah, I find this a hard one because yeah. like, people always ask that. And I'm like, I, I just lo- like, I love competing and mm-hmm. like just making like testing and just, you know what you're like the last time you competed or the last time you did this sort of training block or whatever. And I just like building on like trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Also like I know growing up like what my parents and my sister sort of like put into me to try help me build like something like that. So I'm like, yeah. Just for me, I'm doing it for them. And also, like, when I compete at different places, they come and see me. So, like, I don't get to see, like, mum, dad, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Becky much. So they always travel over to, like, the games or yeah. come to Madrid a few times. And it's just, like, the motivation to train to, like, get them to watch me compete mm-hmm. is, motiv- like, motivation in itself. Um, but, yeah, with, like, times to come, I don't know. I think maybe, like, I'll keep going like a few more years, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to go forever. I don't Mm -hmm. want to sort of like wear my body into the ground. I sort of, after competing, I want to sort of, I don't know, build up something that like helps other people uh, motivate to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Like something back in New Zealand, because I know there's not a lot of that. Like everyone works out and stuff and like is busy doing things, but if it's a bit more of like a structured health plan, I think that would be cool. 
um, especially like as you're going up through school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Something That's like awesome. that in New Zealand would be cool. I love it. Well, I'm glad that we'll be able to watch you compete for at least a few more years. <laughs> yeah, hopefully a few more years. We'll see. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you have any specific approach? You said you've dialed in your nutrition a lot more. That's been one factor that has helped you. But do you, what is your general approach to nutrition? Um, well, I work with uh, Liam Holmes in the UK. Okay. So he pretty much like, and we work with a meal prep company here, Meta Nutrition. Um, he pretty much just sends through to those guys what we need to eat, and then we get sent that. And then Liam's like, eat this like throughout yeah. the day and structure. So I literally don't have to think about that much. That's himself. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very helpful. But then I'm really like, like go by how I feel. Like okay. if I don't feel like eating something, I won't eat it. Mm-hmm. And if I do feel like eating something, I will eat it. Except mm-hmm. sometimes I have to, I like have like the sh- sugar fiend. So I yes. have to like <laughs> on that sometimes. But, um, but yeah, like those guys help out so much. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's just sort of like, I know what I feel good on training. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I haven't eaten enough, like mm-hmm. you wake up and you're hungry or whatever. Um, so I think it's just been the last few years dialing that in, but I do get a bit slack sometimes. So mm-hmm. sort of like at the moment, I don't know, I haven't been quite on point. Everything's yeah. going but um, I think sort of like when you, when you, again, when you know you're coming up to competition, you know what you got to do. You just mm-hmm. eat it because you have to. <laughs> yeah. Do you play around? I saw you post about fasting a little bit too. Do you ever use fasting? Is that yeah. So do? like um, I like sleeping in as well. Okay. So yes. <laughs> I, yeah. So if I sleep in and like, so I just have like some easy conditioning or something in the morning or like mm-hmm. some cardio, I'll just get that done. And then by that time, it's almost like midday anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a fast sort of 16 hours from the night before. But I find it good as well because you don't have to like rush. Or yeah. if you're coaching in the morning, you just get up, coach, and then do your conditioning and come home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I really like it. And, like, when we were home in New Zealand as well, it made life easier too. You didn't have to get up early. That's true. Um, so just sort of get up when you please. But I find, yeah, you feel like your body feels good doing, like, pretty easy cardio mm-hmm. without too much food. And then... And then when you can get the food and at least you're getting good uh, quality and then not like rushing something back. So yeah, so I really true. like that. Do so how long, how long do you normally go like with fasting? Like how, how what is your fasting <laughs> usually? It'd be like maximum 16 okay. hours. Yeah. Okay. So like normally I'd be hungry like 11-ish if I've like okay. done some conditioning or cardio or whatever. And like I normally stop eating at like eight or nine the night mm-hmm. before. So yeah, like 15 to 16 hours. But if I'm really hungry, then I'll just like have a snack yeah but um again I just try go by like how I'm feeling if I know I've got like a big session coming up then I'll eat yeah good point and you're asking about what I I think what if I do any of it I do I feel really good when I do it but it just depends on my schedule like on the weekends for sure I like to like sleep in and maybe just like drink coffee in the morning or like do some sort of workout and then eat like around lunchtime but um depending on what my work schedule is sometimes I do eat in the morning just because I know it's going to be a long day yeah, yeah, you're in a very different uh, situation there. <laughs> it's different now, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have so now that you're basically at home all the time? Has your training changed at all? I mean, do you have full access to equipment, or how are you? You know, there's a lot of unknowns about what the games may be like. But how is your training, or how what is your day like now? Are you able to keep any structure being home all the time? It's it's good actually. We actually have like a lot more time. So we have like an outdoor a gym in the driveway. Okay. I've got 
a rig, we've got barbells, all the plates we need. Awesome. We've got like eagles, a sandbag. Yeah, so we've got pretty much what we need there. We've got like a rower, C2 bike, um, and then obviously you can run. So, yeah, we've got pretty much everything you need or everything that I need to work on anyway. Um, so training hasn't changed too much. Yeah, so we just wake up in the morning, literally like step outside, do your morning session, okay. which is like cardio gymnastics or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, have breakfast, chill for a bit, do some work. Um, I've been trying to call home a lot more, which is good. Yes. I haven't done that much in the last six years. <laughs> um, and then in the afternoon we've got, it just is a little bit hot at the moment, so we sort of like wait till three or four in the afternoon to do that second session, mm-hmm. um, bit of a breeze then. And then, yeah, sometimes there's a third session if we go into yes and have to do the live workouts. Just like a thousand squats normally. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of squats and push-ups and burpees. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like once we get back into our gyms, I think no one's gonna want to do those movements. We're just gonna no. want to do barbell all day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I want to do that. I'm like, I've got that. Yeah. But so yeah, so good. the structure's been actually pretty similar to what we normally do. We're just not coaching. So normally okay. we'd coach maybe like anywhere between four to nine at night mm-hmm. so we just don't have that and still that we go into yesterday the live workouts awesome that's good yeah. well yeah. i want to start wrapping up so there's three questions i ask everyone at the end of the podcast okay. um one is the fir- the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health three things that okay go to the beach yes Definitely. i love that <laughs> not at the moment not at the moment so i am missing that go to the beach um I do like to write things down. It's like in the morning, always write three things and break four. I try to make Elliot do it and he hates it. Um, <laughs> someday, someday it'll rub off on him. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe when we're like 60. Um, three things grateful for and um, and like things I plan to do in the day mm-hmm. because I need to try to keep that structure. Yeah. Um, that's two. And I like to have a beer on the weekend. Okay. <laughs> Got to have some balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. What about one thing that you're working on, like something you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time doing it? Um, I think still, still working on routine. Like I'm okay. very good at like sometimes I'm just slow. Like mm-hmm. I'll just float around and like I could be a bit more onto things. Like <laughs> if I say I'm going to train in the morning. Like if I don't have anywhere to be, I'm like, yeah, I'll train at 8 and then I end up training at like 10. Yeah, so it's just sort of keeping to that. Um, if I say I'm going to do something, I should do it. So mm-hmm. I'm still working on that, especially at the moment. Yeah. I find it's hard if you don't have other things planned that like force you yeah. to train in that time. Like, I think it's easy. Even, you know, even now, a lot of times I would, I would intend to work out like early in the morning, like 530 or 630am. But then I find myself waking up and being like, well, I could sleep and I could move this to the afternoon and like rearrange some things. So yeah, it's always hard, especially if you're not getting enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. I'm glad I'm not the only one, but I don't have an excuse for enough sleep. But yeah, definitely. Like if I'm coaching, I'm like, I get the timing done perfectly. I'm right. Like, Cause you don't have an option. Yeah. But if there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, so true. That's not the worst. Yeah. not the worst thing. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Last question is what does a healthy life look like to you? Um, a happy life. So I think if just having those times when you slow down and enjoy like what's actually around you, even if it's not where you want to be at the time, mm-hmm. um, just remember it's going to make you where you want to be later on. So I think just 
that's why I do the feel good Fridays is just like slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's great. Awesome. Well, where can people find you? Obviously now your Instagram is still Jamie green, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they can find you there anywhere else that, um, you want to send people or to, no, I have a Facebook page, but I don't do anything on it. Maybe I can work on that this time. (laughs) Instagram is where it's at. (laughs) Yeah. It's just Jamie green as well, but yeah, mostly through that. And, um, yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much. This has been super fun. It's been fun to get to know you a little bit better because I know, you know, we've met in passing, but we haven't really been able to sit down. So I, you know, I've loved watching you over the years and I look forward to seeing you again at this year's games, whatever they may look like. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I think, I think I've got a few photos with you in the past, in the passing. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have to pull those up. We'll post them with a the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Julie. Yes. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I loved chatting with Jamie and getting to know her a little bit better. And as always, I like to recap some of my biggest takeaways after the interview. First of all, I really liked the takeaway about not being afraid to take chances or make a big move. It was really cool to see how by moving to Abu Dhabi, Jamie ended up building the foundation for her career as a CrossFit Games athlete and eventually meeting her future husband. My second takeaway was about being curious about people and cultures different from your own. Jamie talks about how the culture in Abu Dhabi is so different from where she grew up in New Zealand and how she also interacts with people from many different countries and cultures there. I loved hearing how much she's enjoyed learning from people with such different backgrounds and how they've all been able to share their passion for fitness. My third takeaway was about Jamie's Feel Better Friday tips. I love chatting about this, these tips that she posts on her Instagram. And our discussion about the importance of doing small things to take care of yourself and unplugging from technology from time to time. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you had some great takeaways as well. 